This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I've got Troy Bolton. He's a financial advisor with Mercurio Wealth Advisors. We're going to talk about money with you for the next hour. But before we get into the headlines and uh, a couple of hardball important things, just how you doing, Troy? Welcome back to the show. I appreciate it, James. Um, We're doing really well. Now we're starting to fight with all that pollen and everything that's going on this spring. Uh, It's that time of year where here in Kentucky, it's sunny one day maybe 60 degrees and next day it's below freezing. We got some pretty exciting things going on here in the office. We actually have a couple of events coming up at Ruth Chris, April 20th. So this Wednesday it's coming up Wednesday night, six 30. We're having a educational dinner where we always tell people that if you're within that retirement red zone, which it's either five to three years out from retirement or five to 10 years in retirement, come out to our dinner and really We'll walk you through our process, show you what we do, some of the pitfalls that you might fall into in retirement, how will volatility affect your retirement and how inflation will affect it too. Yeah. Another big one is taxes here because we have the new budget proposal from Joe Biden. We'll be talking about taxes because all the proposals are taxes going up and none of them are going down. But before we jump into that, this month, April, Financial Literacy Month. So I want to run a few stats by you here, Troy, and get your thoughts on these. Number one, in the United States, one out of every five students lacks basic skills of financial literacy. Is that understandable because they're just students or should we know more at a younger age? I think we should know more. I'm a little, hate to say I'm a little different because I went to Shelby County High School and we actually had a vocational school attached to our high school. Most of my classes I took in the vocational school because they offered finance, they offered accounting, economics, and all that. So I'm guess I wasn't your normal student, but we learned personal finance. We actually had a bank that we ran. So this is extremely important because young, I hate to say kids, because if you're over 15, almost 18, you're becoming an adult. So you have a lot of large decisions, a lot of big decisions to make that are right around the corner. College, if you have to bankroll your own college, you could be looking at anywhere from 50 to $100,000 in debt. So what kind of education are you getting on that? And what that debt looks like, what your payments might look like in the future. Credit. How do you create credit? We all start out with zero credit. And the hardest thing to do is build credit from scratch. So looking at ways to improve your credit or not only improve, but create your credit is a great thing. Yeah, that's a complaint I hear quite a bit is that they teach you the Pythagorean theorem, but they don't teach you how to set up a 401k when you're probably going to need the information on setting up a 401k long before you're going to solve for the hypotenuse of a right triangle or whatever. Maybe a lot more beneficial on it. Right. Uh, Next stat, 29% of working women showed basic financial literacy skills compared to 47% of working men. Does that sound right to you? Based on this study, when I read it, um, yeah. What I tend to think is as men, we tend to be a little bit overcompetent when we come to look at our education and our skills. So we're pretty confident in the way we think and the way we think about ourselves, especially. Um, so maybe women are more realistic when it comes to this, but it is important for everybody to know men or woman to know the same thing about their own personal financial situation. And are you going to know everything about financial literacy? No, that's why you hire a financial advisor. And that's why you work with somebody that is competent and that studies this and stays does this on a daily basis to help you create the plan and the goals, obtain the goals that you want. All right. Next stat, 54% of student loan holders didn't know about the future monthly payments before taking their loans. Yeah, I actually brought this up a minute ago. And that's something when I went through college, you didn't have any classes or education before they made you sign that paperwork to take out your loan. You didn't know what you were getting yourself into. The way I kept it up, again, I don't feel like I was your normal student because I would check my credit every year just to see what loans I had outstanding. And by the time I graduated, I 
think there were eight, no, seven to eight different loans because every semester you had to get a new one. So it would have been seven or eight different loan payments if I didn't understand how to consolidate stuff and put everything in one loan and make it one payment versus seven or eight different ones. So basic education on that is extremely beneficial just to know what's going on, what to expect, what kind of job you need to pay off that and make make a good choice on when you're picking your major. Next stat, only 20% of adults have participated in financial education. Would your events that you just mentioned, would that count as financial education? The dinner events are financial education. It's only a 45-minute conversation, though. We do classes over here at UofL, Shelby Campus, which it's actually a three-hour course, two nights a week. So we do offer those. We haven't done them for the past year and a half because of COVID, but we're looking to get back into that within the next few months. So check out our website, Louisville'sRetirementCoach.com, see what events we have coming up, and call John and let us know what you want to go to. But these classes or these dinner events, they're more like a kind of cliff notes. It's the highlights, what to look for, a couple pitfalls that you might fall into in retirement, basically how we plan. The classes that we teach over at UofL, it's three to six hours of financial education, how to build a portfolio, how to plan for social security, income planning, investment planning. So it really goes through the full gambit. And that would be considered full financial education. All right, last that I want to run by you, Troy, is women save 68 cents against every dollar that men save for retirement. What's going on there? Yeah, I think this comes from women are typically now, not in all cases, but typically they are the caretakers, whether it's they stay at home and raise a family and they step out of the workforce for a little bit, or they're taking care of their parents. My mother actually had to step away from work for a little bit because she had to take care of her mother that was suffering through dementia. So she took off five or six months for that. But when I was growing up, my mom actually stayed home with us for a long time. Then my father passed away. So it kind of kicked her back into the workforce. So she had to step up and kind of take care of everything from that point on. But I would say most of the time women are the caretakers and they're the ones that's taking care of the family and to be honest, taking care of us men <laughs> as much as possible because we all need help sometimes. Right. That's uh, Troy Bolton from Mercurial Wealth Advisors, 502-273-1188, the website louisvillesretirementcoach.com. All right, now on to the president's budget proposal. The Wall Street editorial board was not very kind. Uh, here's the quote. They said the budget reproposes most of the bad ideas that haven't passed Congress and adds a new one a tax on wealth that he refused to endorse as a candidate in 2020. And then the uh, op-ed goes on to say the proposal would complicate the tax code and create huge investment distortions. It sounds like they're a little rough on them, uh, Troy. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it does sound a little rough, but I would say it's kind of typical about what happens when they pass these huge bills. They always try to slip stuff in that we don't always know about. Um, But really our focus on this is planning. Look, we know what tax rates are right now in 2026 when they change. We don't know exactly what they'll be. And we know possibly what rates might be um, in the future, but we don't know how different investments are going to be taxed and stuff like that. So what I say to everybody is we need to sit down. We need to go through our retirement 360 game plan and look at your tax strategy. See if Uncle Sam is your biggest beneficiary on your accounts. Most of the time, our biggest asset that we have is pre-tax accounts. It's our 401k. We've been told for years that taxes are going to be cheaper in the future when you retire. So we've put all this money away in pre-tax money. So when we start to take it out, it's going to be fully taxed based on total income. So the goal is to try to pay as little as taxes legally possible. So a cool story, I actually met with one of my clients, I think it was this week or the past week where we were doing a Roth conversion plan. We set this up five years ago where we started converting all of his pre-tax money over to Roth. That way, before he turned 72, he would have as little pre-tax money as possible. He's actually getting ready to turn 70, and we did the last conversion last week. So all of his pre-tax money is now in Roth. So a couple of things. When he takes that money out, he doesn't have to pay any taxes on any of the gains or the principal that's already in there. And when he turns 72, he doesn't have to take any of that money out based on current tax law. If that changes, then that might change. 
Well, all the tax proposals that are in here look to be tax increases, but before the president's budget was even announced, we know that the current tax policy expires in like 2026. And so we're already expecting taxes to go up, whether this passes or not. So what are you doing to help people protect their income from higher taxes in the future? Yeah, that's a great point there. We know that we're already $30 trillion in debt. And we know taxes have to increase even without the expiration of this. So what we're doing is walking you through our trademark process, Retirement 360 Game Plan, that will look at your income plan. Where is your income going to come from? Is it coming from Social Security, pension? How will that be taxed? So we're looking at all of the different buckets of money you have. Where's your income coming from? How much risk are you taking? If a 2008 scenario happens, what's going to happen to your portfolio? Will you have to work longer just because the stock market does not agree with your retirement plan? And will Uncle Sam be your biggest beneficiary? We want to know how much you owe to Uncle Sam and how much you're going to have to pay Uncle Sam every year when you're starting to take your retirement income. That's why I say to everybody, is give us a call. It's 502-273-1188. John will schedule a 45-minute discovery visit with one of our advisors to make sure all of these retirement planning questions are answered for you. So if you call today before 5 o'clock, here's what we'll do for you. We'll give you our complimentary Retirement 360 scorecard where it'll answer four questions for you. Have you saved enough money to experience a retirement that you've always dreamed about? Will your retirement income keep up with inflation? It's a huge topic right now with inflation through the roof. Will you have enough income? How much risk are you taking? I just talked about the market correction in 2008. How will your portfolio be hit in one of those scenarios? And then again, is Uncle Sam going to be your biggest beneficiary and make sure your life savings go to who you want, when you want, and how you want. All right, that's Troy Bolton from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. Again, the phone number is 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. This is Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurial Wealth Advisors, 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurial Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurial Insurance Services. Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, welcome to Retirement 360. I've got Louisville's retirement coach with me, Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. And, you know, we like to talk about money every week, but we're going to take a little focus right here on this episode to focus on issues concerning women first. Not that we don't care about you men, but women outlive men by about six years. So most wives are going to outlive their husbands in retirement. And that means women will be taking over their own finances. And some of them, it'll be the first time in their lives they've uh, had that responsibility. And for some of them, it's confusing, maybe a little bit intimidating. But Alan, I guess you see this in the office. Most wives do outlive the men. Uh, that's what we'd seen. And, and I think that you know, any kind of change is, is going to be scary, especially a, a change that's accentuated by a loss of a, a loved one that's going to be more confusing. I've seen it go both ways, actually. I've got a client that uh, his wife took care of everything. She took care of paying the bills. She took care of all the investments. She took care of everything, pretty much. And she suddenly passed away. She was actually in better health than he was, or that's what everybody thought. And she suddenly passed away and he has a uh, struggle. I mean, he struggled with how to even turn on the computer, how to find the files on the computer. Cause she did all of the bill paying on the computer and everything, but it definitely goes the other way. Most of the time we see the man in the relationship pass away earlier in most cases. And in 
you know, a lot of cases, and this is kind of the case with my wife and I, she handles all the household bills and handles all the day-to-day expenses of the household and everything, but I handle all the investments and do all that. So we've had to be very conscious and, and make a conscious effort to, you know, if there's something that changes, I'd have to keep her informed if, uh, on my side. If something changes on her side, she tries to keep me informed. And then we do try to, you know, get together and really have a talk about this at least once a year to where we can kind of keep each other updated on how to pull those things together. But it can definitely be a scary time and something that if you're not used to it, if you're not prepared for it, it can set you back for a period of time before you get caught back up. All right. So let's notice some of the uh, differences that you've noticed between how men and women approach retirement planning specifically. Uh, What things do men tend to be concerned about when they're planning for retirement that's different than women? Well, I think by nature, I think men are going to have a little bit more tolerance for risk. So that being said, most of the guys that we see or talk to in the planning process, they're, you know, they're still gun ho. They, you know, even though they may have stepped back from work or, or getting ready to step back from work, their income's getting ready to stop from the normal paychecks every month. They still want to invest for growth. They still want to, you know, try to hit a eight or 10% rate of return every year. And so they're taking extra risk that they really don't need to take in many cases. In fact, that's one of the things that doing the retirement 360 game plan process or going through that game plan process, one of the things that we tend to focus on is what rate of return do you actually need to receive in order for your plan to be successful to age 95 or to age 100? So if we can show you that all you have to earn based on what you've saved, based on what you're spending, based on inflation and all that, if all you have to earn is 3% to make it age 95 or age 100, then that gives you a, a, a pathway that you can say, okay, well, I don't have to be real aggressive. I can, I can take parts of my portfolio and still be super aggressive with it, but I don't have to be because all I need to return or all I need to earn on my savings is 3% or for whatever the number is. So we try to focus on that. We try to bring that to light and say, okay, this is what you have to have. Obviously you can have whatever else you want. You can try to take risk with some of it, but you want to protect some of it. So I think that men tend to be more aggressive. That's probably one of the biggest challenges is we face is getting them to pull it back a little bit and say, Hey, I don't, I don't need to go for the stars anymore. I can pull back a little bit. All right. So on the flip side, what are women more concerned about when it comes to investing as compared to men? Well, I think the main thing is that they are more conservative. They want to know that everything's going to be safe. So they, you know, having, building a solid income stream for one thing is a critical part of helping families, you know, maintain that sense of confidence that they're going to be taken care of in retirement. So the ladies are, again, if we can show them that on a monthly basis, they're going to have the money to buy the groceries, to pay the bills, to go out to eat, to do the fun stuff, to travel and stuff like that. That's where their interests typically lie. They don't really care. And and I'm obviously ladies don't take offense to this, but most ladies don't really care about the rate of return or, or how things are managed. They just want to know that money's coming in on a monthly basis and it's, and it's going to continue to come in regardless of what happens. Now there, again, there's parties on each side. I mean, if there's a, there's ladies out there that are still more interested in the growth and everything else. And they're very particular about the investments that they invest in. And, but in general, I think that most of the the ladies that we work with are just more concerned about having a plan that's going to be successful without them having to worry about it. And then, you know, we got a, enough stuff to worry about these days and, and ladies are, are normally bigger worriers than the guys are. So they don't need another thing to worry about. So that's what we try to do is make a kind of a worry-free retirement plan for them. So they're not, they're not concerned about that. Yeah. My wife, uh, I don't know if this is indicative of a larger pattern, but my wife is not nearly concerned about what we're invested in and, and the return. She was really pushy and the driving force behind getting all of our estate planning stuff together. Is is that no, I think common? Yeah, I think that's very common because, again, the, a death is especially hard to deal with anyway. And then you, if you throw the financial side on top of that or just disarray or something that's being unorganized, then it's just more chaos and they don't want to deal with the chaos. You got to have time to grieve. So putting that estate plan together, having that will, having that trust, if I think a trust is very important. 
a lot of people, and I, and I don't know, James, if your wife feels this way, but a lot of people say, uh, oh, I don't have enough money to have a trust or I don't trust are only for really rich people. And that's not true. Trust can be set up for just about anybody. I always say if you, if you have any money at all and you love somebody, you should probably have a trust. But proper powers of attorney, those documents, wills, trust, powers of attorney, those are the key documents that you need to have to set up your estate plan. Of course, you need a healthcare surrogate and all that stuff too. But but having that put in place so that if you, for instance, suddenly walk out on life, then your wife knows that, hey, we've talked about this. We know we have a plan for this. It's not that I want this to happen, but it's happened. So now uh, I have I have to shift into this plan. And I think that just having that conversation and being able to transition from one position to the next typically makes, again, most of us, men and women, feel more secure that you that we've you know been not been down that path, but we at least have talked about it. Yeah, you know what? The other thing she was uh, real insistent on is I get a big life insurance policy just in case. <laughs> <laughs> now that makes sense, right? Right, and the life insurance is is something that. You know, I get this question all the time. We, you know, have somebody come in that is, you know, 65 years old and getting ready to retire or maybe younger and getting ready to retire. And they'll say, hey, I've got this life insurance policy. Do I still need it? And I've, number one, I've, I've learned over the years, I'm just, I'm really hesitant to tell somebody to, to stop or to cash in a, a life insurance policy or to stop having a life insurance policy just because I'm, I kind of fear the other side of that, that person passed away after they dropped the policy. And then I'm, you know, have caused them to drop that. But there are reasons that you have life insurance. There's reasons that you want to maintain life insurance on into retirement. The key thing is, is that you're typically with life insurance, whether it's term life insurance or whole life insurance, you're buying future dollars at a discounted rate. And it's, you know, with inflation where it's been over the last year or two, the, the, you know, anything that we can buy at a discount is good. And especially if you want to build that into your retirement plan, it's a great way to uh, create an immediate estate and have that life insurance. I don't know that you, you know, most people are going to go out and seek new insurance, life insurance, you know, at retirement, unless there's specific reasons, which there are some that you can talk about. But we definitely want to look at either maintaining a life insurance plan you maybe have had at work for many years or picking up some kind of coverage to, to maybe carry forward some debt that you have or what have you. So, those are the things that we're typically looking at. And, you know, I know this episode or this segment really is more for the ladies. So what I'm going to do is just talk to you for a second, ladies. If you're listening to us for the first time, if you've not had a full review of your financial plan or your retirement plan, or maybe you don't even have a retirement plan, I'd like for you to give us a call. Uh, because what we've done here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors is we've created a proprietary process called Retirement 360 game plan review. And the Retirement 360 is where we look at all of those areas. We look at your retirement plan, we look at your investments, we look at your income plan, your tax plan, and your estate plan, pulling all that together. Uh, so if you haven't had a second opinion, I think it's a great time to do this. If you're concerned about what your plan is or whether you have some of those worries that we were talking about just a minute ago, it's a great time to get a, a heads up on this and really understand what your plan is uh, set to do. So give us a call here at the office, 502-273-1188 or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com. We'll chat with you, tell you what to bring in. You and your spouse come in. We'd love to sit down and talk with you and completely give you a review of your plan. And it's absolutely at no cost. All right. You know, Alan, I've noticed I've done something a lot of other guys do. I married a woman that's a little bit younger than me. And then on top of that, they all already have a longer lifespan. So that little time gap that we have kind of explains why she's more concerned about the estate planning. How do you make sure that my wife or the guy listening, his wife, is still going to have the same amount of income? Because a lot of people have a drop off if something happens to one of the spouses. And What do you do to cover for that? One of the biggest concerns when we lose a spouse is, especially in retirement, if you're living on Social Security or you have your two Social Security payments coming in, is you're going to lose one of those Social Security payments. Almost always, it's going to be the smaller of the two payments. So you get to keep, the survivor gets to keep the larger of the two payments, but then the smaller one goes away. So let's just play that out for a second. Let's assume that you're getting, you know, when you retire, James, you're going to get $2,500 a month, but she's only going to get $1,500 a month from Social Security. Uh, you walk out on life, she's going to keep your $2,500 a month. 
So she's getting really a, you know, $1,000 raise, but she's going to lose her $1,500 a month. So really she's not getting a raise. She's losing money. So now she's got to start to live on that $2,500 a month. What we typically are going to do inside that income plan is we're going to build something that's going to be triggered at that event. Maybe it's an annuity that kicks on, or maybe it's a second bucket of money that kicks in that starts paying her income when the spouse leaves. So we want to make sure that that income plan is solid. That's what the Retirement 360 game plan is all about, is really looking at your current plan, letting you know if there's any any potholes or problems that could come up out there if you haven't thought about them, and then helping you or offering to help fix those if there's an opportunity to fix them. All right, this is Alan Mercurio. He's Louisville's retirement coach, and the website's easy to remember because it's louisvillesretirementcoach.com, or if you have a question for the show or him at the office, 502-273-1188. Sit tight. We're going to continue with women's financial planning issues on Retirement 360. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in with you, answering some questions about all things financial. If you got a question for the show or you want to contact him at the office, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. And today we're stopping down to deal with some issues more specifically on the women's side of financial planning and some of their unique challenges. Alan, gobankingrates.com has a list of financial challenges women face in retirement. And I want to get uh, your take on some of these factors. Number one they have on their list is the gender pay gap. You know, historically, women get paid less than men. How much of an issue is this in the the financial challenges for retirement? Well, I think it's a huge issue with ladies that have uh, you know been in the workforce and, and maybe have not earned the same as their male counterparts in work. And the truth of the matter is, is that most of the ladies are the caregivers in, in the household. They're the ones that stay home and raise the children. They take time out of their career, so they may not be in the workforce as long. And then on top of that, if they're getting paid less, then it, it puts an immediate strain on their ability to save for retirement. The guys that are out there that are you know working full time and have kids at home, you know they're getting paid maybe a little bit more. And they're putting money into their 401ks. So on average, I'd say probably 80%, maybe 85 or more percent of the folks that come in as a couple, you know, the ladies have saved less in their retirement plans than the guys have. And then sometimes we'll have the gentleman say, hey, we want to take money out of her accounts before we take it out of mine. And so you just have to kind of build the plan to where it's as equal as possible and, and that you know, I think that that gender gap has been a problem over the years and it continues to be a problem today. All right. Uh, another one, longer lifespans out of the uh, gobankingrates.com list of financial challenges for women in retirement. Yeah. You know, women outliving the men has an impact on their finances. It has to. It does. And then, and I think that, again, this kind of goes along with the first one is that, you know, the ladies have saved maybe less or had less time to save, maybe been working with less money to save. So then the they may be, would you say your wife is a few years younger than you? So, so something happens to you now, she's maybe she hasn't reached retirement age yet. So she's not able to do or have her social security yet or whatever. So maybe she gets some survivor benefits or whatnot, but she's getting less to work with. So it's again, kind of compounds the problem that she's going to have to have income for a longer period of time. So having a well-written income plan and a uh, investment strategy plan that that can work with both of you is critical to the success of your retirement plan, in our opinion. Yeah. And uh, me and my wife, we've actually talked about this. And the concern is if we do run out of money, it's probably going to be her, uh, the one that has to have the big drop off in lifestyle and deal with being broke. I'll probably be long gone before that happens. Well, and, I, and it goes back to your earlier point about maybe having some life insurance to fill that gap. Maybe, you, you know, as a spouse that's a little bit older than your wife, then you're going to maybe build some life insurance value on yourself so that when you're gone, knowing that part of the social security is going to go away or part of that monthly income is going to go away, that life insurance can be an influx of cash into the investment portfolio that can create a, maybe it creates an annuity of some type that she gets some monthly income off of, or it creates just a, a different investment account that she can get some income off of. You know, the average 
lady out there is going to live an additional six years. I think that was earlier in our discussion. You know, for instance, my mom passed away in December of last year. Well, my dad passed away 17 years ago. So she lived 17 years without my dad. So that's a long period of time to go with a shorter amount of income or a smaller amount of income. All right. Next up on the list, I want to run by you. This is a tough one. Caregiving responsibilities. I mean, women are more likely to take time off from their career, maybe just work part time because they have to care for a loved one, uh, you know, a parent, a sister, maybe even just raising children means they have to take time off of work. Again, I mean, it's, you know, they've sometimes been forced to start later because of children or quit sooner because of the ladies putting in time to take care of a aging parent or something like that. So it just compounds the problem. It's so critical for you ladies that are listening to the show this morning to make sure that your plan is in order, that you, if something happens to your spouse, you know exactly how to step in and first of all, take over the financial plan that you all have, if you have a financial plan. And then if you don't have a financial plan, really getting with somebody to organize that and put it together so that you and your spouse can agree about it and you are on the same page and can, especially if something happens to him first, you're going to be able to uh, continue the lifestyle that you, you've always dreamt about for retirement. All right. Next on the list is women have a greater financial fallout from divorce. You know, even if they get a, a big settlement here, they usually have a lower income and costly divorces can really affect a woman's ability to have a, a long-term balance sheet going into retirement. Yeah. Well, we've worked with, uh, specifically, I've worked with nurses for a lot of my career. We've had relationships with a couple of different hospitals for early on in my career. I was the one working with most of the nurses and, the, and most of the nurses are ladies. And what we would see is that because of the hours that they'd put in at the hospital or the hours that they'd put in working, sometimes their marriages didn't make it. And again, a high percentage of the cases that I can remember were people that the ladies that, again, I'm working with them on their side of the planning and they just tend to be more emotional and say, okay, I just want out of this. I want to get out of this situation. So they're willing to let the assets go or the, you know, whatever happens or whatever I have to do to get out of this is what most of the ladies end up doing. And it becomes a very emotional thing, obviously. We've always tried to maintain, let's try to think about this. We don't want to give away assets that we're going to need in retirement. Uh, yes, we need to maybe get out of this toxic relationship, but we don't need to get rid of assets. So we have to be very careful not to jump too quickly. And it's always good to have somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of. If you're in that situation, you need to have somebody to talk to to make sure that if something like that's going on in your life, that uh, you're not giving away the assets or the, you know, the cow that makes the milk, so to speak, you want to make sure that you're keeping some of that for yourself to go into retirement for yourself. Yeah. You know, I've seen women in my family, uh, like my grandmother went through both of those last two bullet points. She ended up being a caregiver for her mom for a long time. And this was after she had been divorced. So she had her finances cut in half and then she wasn't getting any help anymore. And then she had to take time off work to be a, a caregiver for a family member. And that, that was a double whammy. It, yeah. I, I don't know how you come up with enough cushion to prepare for that, but what do you say to that as a financial advisor? Well, I mean, every situation is going to be different, and that's certainly a double whammy. You want to make sure that if uh, you know that you're trying to prepare for most every situation, but obviously you're not going to be prepared for everything. But the key part of any retirement plan, in my opinion and our opinion, Material Wealth Advisors, is if you've got a solid income plan and you've you've prepared for the known things that are going to happen. We know that you're going to lose a spouse at some point. We know that that income's going to drop. So we know that that income's got to be picked up from somewhere. Again, maybe it's a life insurance tool. Maybe it's some kind of an annuity tool or something like that, that you've plugged into your portfolio already. And it's just ready. It's sitting there ready and you don't even know it. So one of the things that when we go through our planning process, the first thing that we do is we look at your current plan. You might have investments that you bought 15 years ago that you don't even really remember why you got them, but they may have some kind of a benefit, like an income benefit that can be turned on when you lose that, that income coming into the household. So those are the things that the first part of our uh, retirement game plan process does, the retirement scorecard. It really looks at your current plan, where you are currently, what your rate of return has been over the, the years that you've had these investments, what your current expenses are. 
And it, it answers that question that everybody has on their mind or in the back of their mind is, am I going to be okay in retirement? If I retired today, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be able to make it to age 95 or age 100 if I live that long and still have income left? That's the, the first thing that we usually look at is that retirement scorecard report gives you that information. It tells you, yes, I'm going to be okay or no, hey, there's going to be a problem here somewhere down the line. And then from there, we plug in our retirement game plan process and say, okay, well, if you did it this way, if you set up an income plan and you had this income plan that we're going to design in a retirement 360 game plan and you manage your investments in a certain way, we can show you approximately what you have to earn on your investments to make it to age 95 or to get there or what kind of expenses you might have to drop or, or whatnot. So we kind of walk you through that. And then we build that income plan and start to look at that. Part of that process is also going through that tax plan, understanding what you owe to Uncle Sam. So most of us have saved our money in these retirement plans. And by saving money in retirement plans, we've been able to add more money to it because we haven't had to pay taxes. Well, when you take money out, guess what? You got to pay taxes. So having a tax map is part of our game plan process. We want to make sure what's your tax liability to Uncle Sam? When are you going to have to start paying that? As you start to take this money out, how much is that tax going to be? Or if you're on the other side of it and you don't really need to take this money out at age 72, Uncle Sam's going to force you to take it out. So what's, what kind of strategy can you use to maybe reduce that tax? And then on the very end of our process, we start talking about, okay, what happens at end of life? Where's all of this go? What's the estate plan? Is your will intact? Is your estate plan intact or your trust or your powers of attorney? How do you make sure that all that is where you need it to be? So that if something happens to you, something happens to your spouse, everything's going to be okay and you're going to know exactly what's going to happen and, you, and it's going to happen in the most tax efficient manner possible. So that's, that's the game plan process. That's what we do, folks, on a daily basis. If you'd like to have that done, give us a call at 502-273-1188. We'd love to do that for you and it's at no cost. I'm going to say it slower in case someone's writing it down. 502-273-1188. The website, Louisville's Retirement Coach. Com. That's Alan Mercurio. He's a financial advisor with Mercurio Wealth Advisors. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. Call for a complimentary visit now, 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have a financial advisor in here to talk about money with you, Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you like what you heard so far, 502-273-1188 and the website, is Louisville's retirementcoach.com. And whether it's through the show, through phone calls, emails, people coming in the office, or some of the live events that you have, Alan gets questions each and every week about all things financial, all things retirement. And some of the better questions, we like to type them out, print them out, put them in a stack, and go through them on the show here. So let's reach into the Retirement 360 mailbag and go over some of these common retirement questions. Yep, let's do it. All right, first question. I'm 61 and I just lost my job. What do I need to do to figure out if I can stay retired or if I need to start looking for another job? Well, I think first and foremost, I'm sorry you've lost your job. Maybe it's a blessing. Maybe it's something that you were not expecting at all. And we've seen this over the last few years that this has happened to folks that are in that age bracket. So 
first and foremost, I think the, the thing that you want to do is gather all of the investment documents that you have. If you have a written financial plan, gather that up. And I'm going to sound self-serving, but I'm going to say come see us because what we can do is we can run some reports for you to really answer that question for you. Are you going to be okay or do you need to go back to work? One of the things that I've seen in the industry over the years that we've been doing this, and I've been doing this 35 years, folks, that you know some financial advisors are going to just tell you what you want to hear. We're not that person. We're going to tell you what you need to hear. We're going to tell you, yes, you need to go back to work, but you've got a couple more years. You need to put some money into these uh, accounts and, and save a little bit more and get to a social security age or get to a Medicare age or what have you. But then you may be on the other side of that. You may say, no, or we may be able to look at it and say, no, based on your resources that you've saved, based on where you are in life and your expenses, uh, you can fill the gap with some, you know, it's going to take you some money out of your accounts for the first, you know, four or five years here until you get to Medicare age and can get on Medicare for insurance, but maybe you're okay. So I think that's the first thing is just really sitting down with a financial advisor. If it's us, great. If it's somebody else, that's fine too. But you need to sit down with an advisor that you feel comfortable with. Probably more important than feeling comfortable with them, making sure that they are a fiduciary advisor, meaning that they have to put your interests first. And then once you choose an advisor, sit down with them and get to know them a little bit and understand their process and really build out a plan for your retirement. Up until this point, most folks haven't really had a plan other than, you know, taking money out of my check and putting it into my 401k. Now you got to think about, okay, I've, I've built this money up, this pile of money. Maybe it's 100000 maybe it's $100 million. I don't know what your number is, but whatever that number is, you got to do some planning on how do I take it out and make it last? And then also how do I maybe minimize my taxes? Uh, we've talked about how to make sure that your spouse is okay if something happens to you. All of those things need to be addressed and probably a hundred more. So that's what I would say is just meet with a financial advisor, sit down. If you like what you've heard on the show today, then, and feel comfortable meeting with us, we'll walk you through a proprietary process that uh, is really no pressure on the back end of it. So we can give you information, whether you become a client or not, you're going to have that information to work from. Yeah. That's gotta be a nice turnaround. If you just got fired at age 61 and you think you're in trouble, but you go meet with a financial advisor and they say, Nope, you're okay. You don't have to go back to work. That's gotta be a nice conversation. It's an awesome conversation to have that, but I, that's the caution also is some advisors will tell you that just so they can gain your assets. And, and that's not somewhere that we want to be. We want to make sure that we're giving you the information that you need to make those decisions. So yeah, I think that's the key part is just sitting down with somebody getting a, an opinion of where you're at. Maybe you get a couple of them. You get a couple of opinions as to where you are and then deciding on how to move forward. All right. Next one from the mailbag. This one says, uh, I've started getting a ton of mail about Medicare. So I guess someone knows I'm about to turn 65. Should I keep all this mail? How do I decide on the right Medicare policy? Oh, the, uh, yeah. Once we get closer to age 65, you're going to start getting the Medicare deluge of mail. So you are going to have to make a decision on Medicare policies and whether you do a Medicare supplement policy or you decide not to or whatnot. But again, I think it's a process of setting down with a, a an advisor that knows your situation from not only the healthcare side, but also the financial side. And, you know, what type of coverage do you need? Are you in pretty good health and you don't need a lot of coverage or you're in poor health and feel like you're going to need a better plan so that you're not dipping into your pocket every time something happens. Uh, maybe you need a plan that's going to cover more or cover less. So those are the things that when you're building out your retirement plan, we address those. We talk about what your health is, where you are currently in life. Do you have enough money saved that if you have a sudden trip to the hospital that you can afford to pay the deductible or is that something that you want your supplement policy to pick up? How's that all going to work? So now we don't actually sell Medicare supplement policies here in the office. We have a uh, folks that we refer people to, to go get those policies that we trust. We vetted them through our process of uh, strategic partners and, you know, they've been able to help many of our clients select the right policy for them. The other thing to remember, once you select that policy, you're going to have it for about a year or maybe you maybe keep it a couple of years, but you, every year you get a chance to update that and see whether that's still the right policy for you. Well, does everyone get a supplement policy or? No, no, actually not everybody does. I mean, some people will, you know, some folks, their plan from work may carry forward with them enough to cover the extra amount that Medicare doesn't cover. 
So that might be one of your benefits at work. Uh, you might not need a supplement at that point. Some folks just feel like, hey, I can self-insure for 20% of the bills and Medicare is going to usually cover 80% of, a, of the bills. So you can maybe want to self-insure there. But if you're on the short end of savings, if you've only saved three or $400,000 before retirement, it may not be in your best interest to not have some kind of you know, Medicare coverage because the doctors that are taking care of you and everything, they may not accept Medicare assignment, which means that they're not going to accept the payment from Medicare. And that's becoming more frequent with some doctors going on, on the, the concierge route and trying to step away from the hospital control and everything. They're sticking to their guns and saying, hey, you got to pay me the full amount. So we're not taking Medicare assignment anymore. And that's you know something that you got to be aware of as well. All right. Uh, next one from the mailbag. This is not a fun one, Alan. This one says, my father has Alzheimer's. It's been really hard on all of us. I'm also thinking a lot about my future if I end up following in his footsteps with this. What do I need to do now so my affairs are in order in case I start to lose my mental capacity? And who should I talk to for help? Well, we just went through this. My mom ended up having uh, Parkinson's-related dementia, which is probably a little bit better than Alzheimer's because in mom's case, throughout her struggle with this, she didn't get mean. A lot of times Alzheimer patients, as they get older, as they get further advanced in the, in the disease, they start to strike out at their loved ones and get a little abusive and things like that. So luckily that didn't happen with mom. But again, my mom lived 17 years past my dad's death. So, you know, there wasn't really a plan for that. Her mom didn't have Alzheimer's but it was just something that came on. So the thing to answer your question in the, in the mailbag, it's really having that plan, having both parties, husband and wife on the same page in that plan. And also sharing that with your children or trusted advisors, people that are going to help you when things start to go awry or when things start to shift away from you. And, you know, we've, got, we've gone through that a number of times here at the office where we'll, worked with a couple or a family for a period of time. One of them passed away. Now we're working with mom that's left. And then we start to realize that, hey, mom's just, you know, she just asked the same question three times in the same conversation on the phone. Or she called in last week and asked this question. Now she's calling in again this week and asking the same question. So what we try to do is to build that relationship with the adult children. And, you know, I always offer to have the adult children come in, especially when it's mom or dad alone. Uh, we want somebody to come in and make sure that they understand what's going on and, and kind of include them in that. We, we talk about it and we have beneficiary meetings all the time. So even when you're starting out with a new family, we'll encourage them to bring their kids in. Maybe at that point, you don't want to talk about numbers, but we want to say, hey, these are our new advisors. These are the folks that's taking care of our finances helping us make decisions about our investments. These are our kids. And, and that way, if something happens, we can turn around and we can call one of the kids and say, hey, we just talked to your mom a couple of times in the last week. She's asking the same question. Is everything okay? And so that's the what we try to do from, from our side of it. From a family member side of it, you just have to be willing to step in and the parents need to be willing to let the kids step in. And that's a hard, hard thing to do sometimes. So I know that was a long answer, but that's kind of what we've seen. Well, it was a tough question. All right. I got time for one more here. Uh, and this one sounds like my wife is talking about me, but it, I promise it's not. The last mailbag question says, I appreciate all the work my husband has done to put together a financial plan, but he also keeps getting excited about different investments. And it's starting to stress me out that he's always changing our plans and chasing the next big thing. I just want to have confidence in our plan, and I'm not excited about the investments he's talking about. What should I do? Squirrel, right? Oh, that's me. Oh, look, it's cryptos. Oh, it's Tesla. Oh, it's, you know, REITs or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I think that first and foremost, I, I applaud you because you're participating. You're in the in the throes of this. I think that explaining this to your husband and say, hey, look, why don't we take this segment of the portfolio? Let's say you've got saved $500,000, but you take $100,000 account over here, or maybe it's a $50,000 account. And say, why don't we play with that money? Why don't we uh, help you meet some of your goals with the, the next big thing or the, you know, those new investments that you're looking to chase? Let's put them over here in this, this smaller account. If they hit big, then heck, we got a bigger account over there. But if we lose something, we're not losing a big chunk of our retirement. Let's focus our retirement plan on creating income. 
making sure that if one of us walks out on life, the other one's going to be okay. Making sure that we have enough money for health insurance. We have enough money for the planning that we want, the the lifestyle that we want. And as long as we keep that separate from the, you know, the squirrels out here on the <laughs> fence, then hopefully the plan is going to stay intact. So guys, that's what we've been talking about the whole day today. And we talk about every week on the show is really building a plan and going through a plan for you to help you answer four questions, really four questions. Have I saved enough money to experience the retirement that I've always dreamt about? Will my retirement income plan keep up with inflation? How much risk am I currently taking? And when the market's correct, will that change my life savings? And is Uncle Sam my biggest beneficiary in life? Those are four questions that we've come up with that I think every plan needs to answer. If you give us a call today, 502-273-1188, John will answer the phone. In most cases, he'll schedule a 45-minute discovery visit with you with one of our advisors, and we'll help you answer those questions among many others. So give us a call. It's absolutely at no cost. 502-273-1188. All right. Thank you very much for your time today. That's Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. This has been Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.